Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast for the week of July 2nd. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about a spike in COVID-19 cases, voting in the fall, plans for a return to school and college, and Leslie Rutledge formally entering the 2022 gubernatorial race. I'm joined as usual by Max Brantley. Good afternoon. So uh, we did. I was on vacation last week, so we didn't tape. Um, but in the last two weeks, we've seen just a really sharp increase in COVID nineteen cases in Arkansas. Yeah, I mean it's been huge. I mean five or six hundred a day, and then today eight hundred and seventy eight, the biggest single day ever. There, there are some prison cases in there. Those people that, that ASA doesn't count as human beings, but. It's just big. I mean, we've we're up to like about the 22nd or 23rd highest state in terms of cases per per capita. That is on a hundred thousand basis, and uh, and we're just up at the very top in the country over the last couple of weeks for increases. Now, you know, the people on the other side say, well, not many that many people are dying here. Like that's supposed to make me feel better because as Leslie Peacock has written for us pretty well. You know, sometimes you survive this disease but you're left with all kinds of horrible mental, uh, physical fallout from it. So the fact that you live isn't necessarily a, a, a ticket to a, a grand and glorious life. But I mean, the, the fact is, is, is Asa Hutchinson simply will not require what even Texas today, Texas has now imposed a mandatory face mask order and has closed the bars. And, uh, today Asa at his news conference was asked about bars and, he said, man, these people got an investment in those things. We can't be shutting them down. I mean, it's just, you know, Ernie Dumas wrote a piece that I cared a while back and is now back on the website again. This is an administration that just cares more about money than people. That, and that's all you can conclude. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bleak out there. Uh, well, that there was, I suppose, a piece of, of good news today, and that was the, the governor uh, endorsing the Secretary of State's reading of election law um, uh, saying that anyone can get uh, an absentee ballot without spelling out reasons. Well, yes, but in keeping with my traditional glass half empty approach to viewing the news, BF, this is my opinion as well, and I think I expressed it approximately four months ago that. And, and there is case law that says basically you can get a mail absentee ballot for any reason. You have to check a box that says I'm going to be unavoidably absent. But the one time they've decided this case is basically an excuse will do. The governor would not issue an executive order as he did during the primary season. And I think that's because the Republican Party doesn't want to tamper with the voting law in any way because it has a strict voter ID provision even for mail absentee ballots. They believe in vote suppression. They live and practice vote suppression. And this was just a modest fig leaf. Why the Democratic Party went along with it and gave Doyle Webb a platform to go on about voter ID and voter fraud when there isn't such a thing, I do not know. But here's the thing. I talked to David Couch later. He's the lawyer in the lawsuit that is seeking to get a court to strike down this requirement for the unavoidable actions excuse. Is, a, is an unconstitutional addition in state law by the legislature. He says that it doesn't mean anything without an executive order. I don't care what the governor thinks. I don't care what Doyle Webb thinks. I don't care what Michael John Gray thinks. I certainly don't think what former 
Church Sexton John Thurston thinks about about the law of Arkansas. I'm happy they they say it's okay with them to vote if you're afraid of ca- catching COVID-19, but that is not a legal act. The law is the law until otherwise. And the people who decide whether your vote counts, if you vote absentee, are not Thurston and not the governor and not the state board of election commissioners. It's the county election commissions of Arkansas. Now, I grant you that since they're controlled by Republicans and if their top guys are saying, go ahead and take these ballots, that probably is going to happen, and it's probably not an issue. But but I, I lay out this scenario for you. Donald Trump's numbers keep falling. Old, sick white people like me vote absentee against Donald Trump, and a lot of old, sick black people, too, because they don't like Donald Trump. Wonder of wonders, a pile of absentee ballot, ballots come in, and Donald Trump doesn't carry Arkansas if they're all counted. I'm guessing a lot of uh, county election commissions might find some reason to start throwing out those absentee ballots. Call me cynical, but I could see it happening. This is a far-fetched scenario, I grant you, but this is a reason why you want law, not opinions, to guide both. Yeah. Uh, well, from from that sunny analysis <laughs> on, on to uh, an even thornier topic, and that's the return to school uh, or or college universities, uh, it's it's fast approaching. Uh, people people and institutions uh, are really starting to take note and talk about it. And plans uh, or lack thereof are starting to emerge. Uh, it does not seem that anyone has figured this out. Well, no, and 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 least of all me. And so. My conclusion is we're screwed. <laughs> and despite the best efforts of the smartest people and the most diligent, and that will be true in some places and not so true in others, we just don't really know. It's not going away in time. And so we're going to be facing a situation where this, this disease is still going to be rampant in the United States, worse some places than others. Uh, you know, they're different susceptibilities for ages and kids aren't quite so susceptible, but they're not immune, but they're in classes overseen by older people with, with, uh, immune disorders and, and all the other problems that make you more at risk. And, and the state is refusing to require masks. It's just because that's the Trumpian view. You just, in the ACE of you, you just don't require it. Everybody says that will help, but they don't want to make the kids do it for whatever reason. I don't know why, but they're not. And and we just, everybody admits it's going to be almost impossible to maintain social distancing in classes. They're talking about, you know, I think having some online and splitting up classes, but, oh, it's just going to be so hard. And I, but at the same time, I mean, I agree with all those who say we've got to continue school. I mean, we just we have to somehow or another. The problem is how and, I, and I'm, I'm just I'm not a believer, particularly at the grade school level, that online education is a solution. It may be the only one we have, but it's not as effective in, in the younger ages, first of all. And never mind the huge issue of Wi-Fi availability, internet availability, computer access for poor families, and all the rest of that. 
and an oversight of people working on computers at home and, and keeping attention to task. I, 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 unfortunately, I just don't, I think it's, that's more of a solution at the college level. Although, you know, the colleges still seem to be moving forward with the thought that college can be normal. And, and the UA board in early May, I think said, we're going to have classes again by God as if it's just going to be normal. Well, it's not going to be normal. And you know, the UALR campus, faculty just doesn't believe that they ought to go back to class that they ought to teach remotely again and everybody's going to do a lot of remote teaching they already do that community college level does a ton of it and so but again colleges i think are a little more able to do that than k-12 education is but i I just don't know i mean you've got kids in school i mean you're closer to it than i am I, i don't know what you're planning to yeah, well, we uh, we are privileged enough uh, that, that we've got the flexibility and support network that we we're going to do virtual school and and support our kids as much as we're able to. But you know, if it's anything like uh, what it was like in the spring, it's going to be really difficult for us to to work and make sure our kids are learning and you know, stay sane. And I think that's, that's a problem that everyone is facing. I mean, the, the thing, the thing about, uh, you know, the, the push for school and saying it's going to happen no matter what, it's just so, it, it, it just is so much of a piece of the way Arkansas and, and so many states are going about, uh, you know, reopening. It's like, we're going to do this by God. We, we, no matter what's going on, we got to move forward. We got to open. Well, the- that, that, that was, I thought that exact thing today when they were having this dog and pony show about absentee voting. Thurston didn't want to talk about things you have to do to make mail absentee work. You print enough ballots to mail applications to everybody that, that could use one, to pay for the postage form to mail them back, to pay for the postage to mail the ballots to voters and then to mail the ballots back in and then to have machinery to count these ballots when the time comes because he doesn't want to talk about that. He said, We're, our voting's going to be just like it always was. Well, it's not. And, and you know, and, and the fact that they're going to provide replaceable styluses to vote with so you don't have to use the same pen somebody else used, that's nice, but <laughs> that ain't going to fix it. And so schools are kind of the same way. You know, the state backed off requiring people to wear masks on school buses. I mean, it's 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 just an it's just insane, I, I think. And 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 we're playing football. I mean I mean I, I thought the sorriest event of the week was Asa Hutchinson, who won't do what he needs to do on requiring stiffer rules, held up a football on a face mask, said if you want to see some football, you better wear your face mask. And I thought, is that is that where we are? Of course football Football, Mississippi's changing state flags. So, I mean, maybe he's on to something there. Maybe football will make people wear their face masks. Yeah, I mean, the most charitable reading of that was that it was just pandering. But, I mean, that, that seems to be a lot of the motivation for college, uh, you know, having having uh, school as usual, and, and certainly in, in certain parts of the country. Well, it's going to be hard to have football games in Fayetteville if no students are going to class you know I mean well it won't be hard they can do it but it'll kind of put the light of the notion that it's all about your student athlete you know? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Which, of course, it's always been a lie anyway. But anyway. Well, this this is a topic that uh, I'm, I'm looking to do a lot of reporting on, and I'm sure we will, we will revisit soon. Uh, so uh, I guess the big political news of the week was that Leslie Rutledge formally announced for governor. Uh, this was expected, but... Uh, the timing was a little strange. Yeah, really. The the, the, the the part of the story that I don't am unable to tell is what made her do this at this point. She began having a series of meetings with people I can I think I can reveal without revealing what all was off the record. To to make it clear that she was running, although I, I thought that was the case for some time. I mean, apparently Tim Griffin, who, the lieutenant governor who is running, has been telling some people, oh, she's not running for governor. She's running for lieutenant governor. And he's been out raising money like crazy. And I think it stuck in her craw that he was saying she wasn't running. And he fi- she finally said, man, I got to get out there. There is some thought that she, that she may have a harder time raising money than, say, Tim Griffin has been. And as Sarah Sa- Sanders, when she announces that she's expected to, will be able to raise money as well. And so I think she just finally decided she needed, she didn't want to get out there this early. I mean, it's more than two years till the election. I think she thought she could wait till next year and coast on the, the power of the incumbency of her office. You know, she spent $1.7 million last year on TV advertising. She'll spend plenty in the next coming year. Although I think she's going to change her advertising and not have her face be quite so ubiquitous in the future, because I think she's getting some advice on that. But <laughs> but uh, but in any event, I, she so she's in, and and the, the only really other interesting thing to me in this race is you've got now Tim Griffin, Leslie Rutledge, probably Sarah Sanders, who all are just inex, inextricably tied themselves to Donald Trump. Tim Griffin a little hypocritically because he was not a Trump guy originally, but has become all Trump all the time now because he presumes that's where you need to be in Arkansas. The interesting question on that is in 2022, if we're lucky, Donald Trump won't be president anymore. And so it may not matter if that, uh, but, but if it does, then, you know, uh, who, who gets, I mean, it's hard to figure Trump choosing Leslie over Sarah after Sarah spent such a good long time lying for him. I mean, I don't think he'll back Tim Griffin. I don't, I don't believe, but, but who knows? And then there is the fourth Republican out there, Jim Hendren, state Senator who every, who is presumed to eventually not make the race because his name recognition is low. And these other people have much bigger name recognition. And there's this poll that was done that shows Sarah Sanders, and, and uh, Leslie Rudler's kind of more or less on the same level on favorable and unfavorables, but Tim Griffin just not scoring well at all, high unfavorables and almost no favorables because nobody knows who he is. Also, to know Tim is to not like him very much. So, so I don't know. But uh, the the question is is does any decent Democrat step forward and try to make this race again? I think all the Republicans think they don't care who it is, that they're automatic winners regardless. But, you know, maybe not. I mean, Trump's numbers are going down in Arkansas. I know Asa Hutchinson is still rated high with voters, but but I look at I look at his record and, you know, I don't think he's handled COVID very well and he's given big tax cuts to the rich. And I, I don't know. I mean, he seems modest to a lot of people and gets away with it. But two years is a long time. Things could change. I, I, I'm not, I don't mean to voice 
lose any optimism because I'm not an optimist by nature, but <laughs> but who knows? All right, well let's let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got? Well, well I'm, I, I'm just happy to say that tomatoes are in, and I, I even fell for our publisher's ad on went out and bought about ten pounds of tomatoes out of Edwards Market, and they're 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 pretty good. It's it's BLT time, and that's that's always a an encouraging time. And I'm getting, and by the way, I'm getting some peaches shipped in. What's the name of that peach company that I get, the, get these from? The Peach Truck. It's a mail order peach delivery service, and I get four shipments each season. It's in Georgia or South Carolina. I can't remember which one. But they're supposedly hand-picked, and then they get here just in time to start. You get about a whole 13 or 14 of them, and they start to ripen. They're pretty good. That's another good because Arkansas peaches can be great, but we've had some bad peach years here. And uh, the peach truck, and by the way, sometimes the peach truck sends trucks around the southern cities and sells them at markets, and they came into Little Rock last year. So if you see the peach truck in town, they're worth trying. Pretty good peaches. All right. My kids went peach picking today. I'm excited to, to try them. I'll let you know how Arkansas. Well, I, yeah, give me a report. I'd love to have a good peach here in Arkansas, but the last two crops were just disasters. They just didn't work. Uh, well, I, like I said, I was on vacation last week, so I got to do a lot of reading, and I finally read uh, an advanced copy of Dave Hill's uh, new book, The Vapors, all about uh, Hot Springs, uh, history of hot springs, especially as it relates to gambling, uh, it, sort of a combination of that with a, a personal memoir about his grandmother who, who came to Hot Springs as a teenager and had kind of a, a rough and tumble life that was often involved in the, the gambling business. Um, and then kind of about mob connections with Hot Springs. And it, it's just a, an excellent book, really well told. Um, now, wait, is he related to Cecil Hill? I don't know. Um, he was kind of a famous name of that era. But anyway. Yeah, I don't, that name doesn't come up in the book, uh, I don't think. But um, yeah, we've got an excerpt of it in the issue that's on newsstands now and it'll be up on our website probably today. So check that out and pre-order the book. I, I, you know, I think it's probably, you could put it with Ernie's, Ernie Dumas's book as, as in the, the pantheon of must read Arkansas books, uh, especially if, I mean, you probably know some of that history just because you were around at least for the tail end of it. But it was it was all new to me and and the oh, idea it's, well, it was yeah wild and woolly times yeah the idea that hot springs was ever you know competing with Las Vegas uh, is is pretty hard to imagine now yeah no hot springs is a is a, is sui generis it's 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 its own place it's a great thing but well, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I noticed your logo but I look forward to reading that it's out uh, next week officially. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a safe uh, holiday, and we'll be back. Yeah, poor Jim Hendren burned his truck up. Did you see that? I did, yeah. But <laughs> don't put fireworks in the back of your truck. <laughs> I hate to laugh. He was a pretty good sport about it, burning his own truck up, I have to say. Yeah. He put it on Twitter. I, I kind of admired his forthrightness. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. We'll see you later. See you.